Julia here with the second edition. I hope you've had a wonderful week. Um, don't worry, today's app is going to be shorter, happier, more pleasant, and Jen. Um, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for everybody who has subscribed and rated and reviewed us on iTunes. Please, please, please keep that up into the next week. Um, it definitely helps encourage others to listen here, search, and find us. Um, so today, I just wanted to say, um, or to talk about a couple things, and definitely, definitely, definitely much, much, much lighter than last week's, I promise. Um, <laughs> I mean, even though last week's was important topics, I know, we're getting up from all ends, so today will just be a little bit more pleasant, but also a personal incident happened that negatively affected my view of Facebook, which was already pretty negative, but anyway, we'll get into that later. First, I wanted to talk about something that had been making the rounds on social media, which you probably had come across it. My friend Megan sent it to me, shout out to Megan. Um, Quotes were being shared on social media about Jennifer Aniston's um, cover story interview from InStyle Magazine. It was published last week. Um, First, I mean, whatever you think about Jennifer Aniston, I think most people who have thoughtful minds can see that she's been sort of painted as this um, sad, defeated little spinster, even though she's very successful Uh, still working, seems to have a really fun, pretty cool life. Um, But she gave an interview with her friend Molly McIrney, who happens to be married to Jimmy Kimmel. Um, So it was a little bit more cash than I think a normal interview would be. And Jennifer opened up a little bit more than she normally does. And um, not that I think she's some great feminist icon or whatever, but I think any woman who's in the public eye Um, who doesn't explicitly work against um, values or or work for the patriarchy directly um, has helped women advance a little bit. But anyway, this interview was particularly special, especially for the angle of not being a mom, because of course that's been one of Jen's greatest failures or um, heartbreaks throughout her life not becoming a mother, uh, especially juxtaposed with Angelina Jolie, who has like a whole herd of kids um, and stole Jen's husband and, you know, that whole drama. Um, So I wanted to read some quotes from it because there was one in particular that was being widely shared, but I actually think there were a few other points that Jen made um, that are really applicable to what we talk about on the pod. Uh, So I just wanted to read those for you. Um, The first is uh, pretty much at the beginning of the interview where Molly asks or she kind of she kind of states, I didn't want to say anything, but you really need one while the tabloids are relentless. And that was in response to Jen Googling herself and finding out that she needed a hundred thousand dollar makeover to get over her recent divorce. Um, So what Jen goes on to say is this. 
it's pretty crazy. The misconceptions are Jen can't keep a man and Jen refuses to have a baby because she's selfish and committed to her career, or that I'm sad and heartbroken. First, with all due respect, I'm not heartbroken. And second, those are reckless assumptions. No one knows what's going on behind closed doors. No one considers how sensitive that might be for my partner and me. They don't know what I've been through medically or emotionally. There is a pressure on women to be mothers, and if they are not, then they're deemed damaged goods. Maybe my purpose on this planet isn't to procreate. Maybe I have other things I'm supposed to do. What I think is kind of cool about that quote is she's not really saying anything personal. Um, She's putting it out there that there could be other things going on. And I guess what I do admire about her is as public as she is, she's actually very private. Um, You know, she's also giving this interview because she's got a new um, article or a new movie coming out called Dumplin'. And so, of course, there's a means to the ends with doing press like this in general. But what she's doing here is she's stating without stating that she's just made different life choices. And we don't know why. And, you know, that's fine. Um, And she's also not making any established remarks. But I think that is pretty cool for any woman to do on a public level because... Um, it opens the door for other women who aren't so public, you know, for just private citizens, people who are just living their lives to sort of consider, well, maybe I have other things I'm supposed to do too. And that does not mean I'm selfish or committed to my career in a way that's too obsessive, um, which I think is kind of cool. Um, But then, now this part, it didn't get shared as much. So I kind of want to go on because... Um, she goes on to speak a little bit more about the sexism that she's experienced um, with her own career, especially sort of like in the Time's Up Me Too movement. Um, but also what she's dealt with um, with the recent divorce from her husband. Um, what's his face? I don't. It doesn't matter. We don't need to talk about him. Um, but she talks about how There are never any um, interviews done that paint the man as this divorced, childless, you know, desperate person. And it's just so true. And I know these things are true, but I think it's also really important for women to just state them plainly. Um, Because even though we know that they're not true, I think it's kind of dangerous to assume that other people do. Because the reason why these stories sell and they keep getting... Um, you know, reprinted in seemingly endless different ways is because people do believe them. They buy into it. They do think she's sad. They do think she's divorced and childless and alone. And I don't know if... I don't know if people are smart enough to know that that's not the truth and that's not the truth for all women and that women have full great lives. And um, uh, so I just think it's kind of important for her to state that over and over again. So then the second or the final quote that I will read because I'm going to find it um, Molly and Jen have a conversation about what makes Jen happy. Um, So it starts with um, Molly saying, you're a good dog person. You just light up when you're around them. 
you know, which pets are important. We've already discussed this on the pod. So, and Jen certainly has made it clear that she loves dogs um, throughout all career or movie choices and also other interviews in the past. Um, but then she goes on to say, Jen says, I do, they make me happy, but so do your kids. And then Molly responds, you are so good with my children. When I did not have children, I liked people's kids, but they were fun for like 10 minutes. But you are so genuinely invested in your friend's children that the kids end up buying you Mother's Day presents. You also have a home that kids want to go to. You have really mastered hosting families at your house. And Jen says, I do love those rascals. Also, they're good kids. I have to say that we're lucky. There's not one kid in the group where you think, that little brat. Now, this is just kind of a cute exchange, obviously, between friends, but I think it goes to show that, you know, Jen isn't childless. She's maybe child-free. Whether or not that's her choice, we don't know and we don't need to know. Um, But she loves having kids around in her life, and she has relationships with children that are pretty intimate um, and special to the point where she's valued in those kids' lives. Um, So I just think that's kind of cool to read, too, and it's not getting shared a lot. So I'm going to have those those quotes up on my story tomorrow at Not The Mama Media, or I should say today if you're listening, um, and I'll keep them posted on our um, headline, Save Them, Save Those Stories, just so you can read them yourself and kind of see what she exactly said. Um, but so anyway, I encourage you to go check that out. It's in the current issue of InStyle. Um, definitely, definitely worth the read. Okay, so now let's get to the drama. All right, so listen, this is a new podcast. I'm really trying my best to increase our listeners, to get it out there, to, you know, we're changing things up. We're trying to get more active on social media, trying to get more listener clicks. Um, so again, please tell your friends. Um, but anyway, part of what comes up sometimes if you have an account on social media platforms that aren't your personal accounts are they're constantly trying to get you to buy ads. And a lot of the time I think like, duh, that's, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to waste my money. But they're actually pretty affordable And so I kind of got tricked on Facebook when I was there. And this was just after last week's um, episode was released. And the photograph of Will from his um, app was the most recent post on my Instagram feed. And Facebook kind of lured me into buying this ad. And I thought I would get to sort of choose which post I wanted to share and that there would be more of a process to it, but it actually was kind of like boom, boom, boom really quick, and I ended up buying this ad with Will's face on it to rep the episode and also the podcast, and not that, I mean, Will's face is very beautiful and his episode is very fun, but I wasn't thinking that that was going to be that great of a representation for the pod as a whole. Um, especially not the mama. I wanted Auntie Julia's face on it because I'm very self-involved with this project, I guess. Um, but anyway, so I after I bought that first ad, I immediately went and scheduled another ad that was um, my face imploring you to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. So you, what you do on Facebook is you submit the ads. And the reason why it goes so fast is because, of course, Facebook has all of your information. Which, yes, I know. 
I need to get off Facebook. And I will as soon as my best friend Cassie leaves Facebook and goes to Instagram. And also, yes, I know that Instagram is owned by Facebook, same entity. However, after the story, I think you will find that Instagram is a little bit more reasonable and a better platform in general. So anyway, so I... Um, buy these two ads on Facebook. And then I guess I thought that they would just go through. So I text Alex and I'm like, ooh, bought two ads for $12. Like we're going to get a million listeners. And she was like, oh my gosh, you know, she was like, which ones did you do? And I told her and she was like, awesome, great. Then I get a notification on Facebook that they're being reviewed. And I was like, what the fuck? I thought I could just buy these ads. You took my money. What's going on? Well, they go through a whole process. So then I get a notification on Facebook, just like you would a regular notification if someone writes on your wall, and it says, your ad has been disapproved. And of the two ads, the, the first response was, my face, my ad. And I was like, what? How could this be disapproved? So then I did some Googling, and because they didn't give any context for why that decision had been made, they just said disapproved. So I did some Googling, found out that it's always very vague reasonings, and then how you can do the appeals process, because that's not very clear either through Facebook. So I figured that out, went through the appeals process, thinking that I was going to have to do it again for the will ad. And so I just kind of plainly stated my ad was disapproved. I don't know why. Can you give me some more information? Well, I shoot off the appeal, and no sooner than I do that, I see that my ad from Will has been, or my ad of Will has been approved. What? They're literally the same ad advertising the exact same thing. The only difference is Will's face and my face. So, of course, then I'm furious because I'm thinking this does not make any sense. So then I get an email from Facebook, and this is what my email says. You contacted Facebook. You contacted Facebook. Why was my ad not approved? Hi, Julia. I've put together some information about our ad policies and the actions you can take. Here's what's preventing your ad from being approved. The text and or imagery you're using is related to politics or an issue of national importance based on the definition we're using for enforcement. However, your page is not authorized to run these types of ads. You can learn more about what qualifies in the Ads Help Center. And then it tells you that you have to go through this whole approval process for, po- for political institutions. I'm a fucking podcast. Sure, I talk politics. It's my own personal opinions. I'm not, like, stumping for anyone, but, well, not yet anyway. Well, actually, I am. Vote for Cynthia Nixon in New York if you're listening. Um, anyway, so to me, this is just completely ridiculous because... Will's ad was just approved, and it's the same thing. It's advertising the same fucking thing. So I respond again. Um, I'm going to need, and I said something like, I'm going to need some more context because um, I had two ads. The one approved was no different than the one that was disapproved, advertising the exact same um, website, content, everything the same, except one was a man's face and one was my face. What do I get back? Automated response. I've put together some information about our ad policies and the actions you can take. 
the text standard imagery you're using is related to politics or an issue of national importance. They just sent me the exact same thing. First from Harley, second from Eric. I'm going to assume they're both men. So this is completely bullshit. I'm going to put all of this up on the story for you to see. But like, come on, how can they not be more blatant? I mean, it is gender discrimination. It's my fucking podcast and my face is more political than Will's. All right. And then Alex did make a good point. She's like, I bet it's because of the hashtags you used. Well, okay. here are the hashtag. I mean, they're all political hashtags, I guess, in a way, if being a woman is political. You know, mostly I use Not the Mama, Not the Mama Media, feminist podcasts, things like that. But on my, and of course I do have, you know, pro-choice hashtags, like hashtag pro-choice, hashtag protect Roe v. Wade, hashtag enthusiastically pro-choice. Those are the only three abortion-related hashtags, which are really the only thing I can see being political. I don't think being an aunt and liking it is political. I don't think being a feminist is actually explicitly political. Um, I also don't think the word dinks is political. Um, So those are three abortion hashtags, which don't even use the word abortion, might I add, on the ad with my face. The ad with Will's face has very direct, explicit pro-choice hashtags, um, including hashtag abortion stories, because he shares his experience with abortion on the podcast. So in all respects, his ad is much more political. All right. This is about done. Thank you for listening to me rant. Um... I did go through Instagram's promotion through directly through Instagram, and it's much better. It does. It, you're not just bing bang boom and then done. They do have an approval process, but you get to pick what audience you want. Because like I was seeing on my Will ad, it was all men liking it. So and it wasn't anyone who was going to take the time to listen to the podcast or even seek out more information about it. It was it was just so weird how Facebook handled it. So I resubmitted my face ad through the Instagram portal, and it's actually had better results because it's more targeted to women, feminists, people interested in motherhood, not motherhood. Um, So that's why I would say that Instagram is still a little bit separate, even though it is owned by Facebook. But come on, what are we doing here, Zuckerberg? I'm over this. Cassie, get an Instagram account, please. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to end today just by promoing um, my upcoming episode this week. It's the second in our series with the good, the dad, and the ugly. Casey James Salengo is our guest. And we have a great talk about um, the possibility of infertility, aligning your dreams with your partners, and how our childhoods affected our view of becoming a parent someday. Um, it's a really fun chat. And we discuss um, being at the live taping of The Good, The Dead, and The Ugly next uh, week. So I hope you listen. Have a wonderful week. I hope this is upbeat. Um, check my stories at notthemamamedia uh, not on Instagram. Um, and please, please, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Uh, love you all. Have a great week.